You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Free agency fewer. Is that what it is? I don't know. We'll see. Not for the Raiders. The Raiders are signing free agents, but a lot of you aren't happy with which free agents they're signing. So we're going to get into that on this edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Please subscribe to the show if you don't already do so. Wherever you get your podcast, put on the auto download. And every time we're updated, we had a huge episode on Tuesday. Obviously, Raider Nation is ready to talk about Raiders football, be it positive or negative. So we're here for you, too. Also, a hearty hello to our listeners on The Bet in Las Vegas. That's right, on the radio, an Odyssey radio station there in the heart of Raider Nation, Las Vegas, Nevada. I am Scott Branson, and joining me, as always, is my broadcast partner, my buddy, uh, the man who keeps me, I think, usually honest, right? Some, somewhere like that? I, yeah, anyway, um, he's here. He is Mo Moten. He is also known as Midtown Mo. We will play his theme. Don't worry, people want to hear it. Uh, he's a <laughs> national NFL writer. It's Midtown. That's right. It's Midtown Mo Moten. He is the national NFL writer. We, I love the music, too, so I like to keep it up a little bit. Um, at Bleacher Report, he has been a busy dude this week writing about the entire NFL, not just the Raiders, but he's there. You can follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. The show is SNB Today. Mo, how you feeling? Are your fingers ready to fall off yet with all this coverage and all the craziness that's going around? Everybody's still waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Fingers and ears get ready to fall off. I mean, I got my ear to the street, and all I'm going to say is, <laughs> could be big news coming down the pipeline. If you're listening to this Thursday oh, morning, oh. keep your ears to the Twitter streets. Could be some big news. I'm not a reporter, so I don't break news, but, you know, people people talk to me. Yes, yes. Joe Montana's making a comeback. We heard. <laughs> uh, no, he is not. But, Mo, um, we'll, we'll get into some of the other free agency stuff in a minute, but let's talk about the Raiders and some of the pieces that they have now added since the last time we spoke on Tuesday. Jerry Tillery signs, re-signs with the Raiders. A good signing. Not amazing. I know it's not going to placate Raider Nation, and it shouldn't. I've been preaching positivity, as you know, this week, my friend. Saying, hey. You've been trying to preach, preach positivity, but go ahead. I have, I'll let but, you take it away. but I will say this. As Wednesday progressed, we get the Tillery news, the Roderick Teamer news, which just made my week. I'm just kidding. Um, I understand Raider Nation. I'm much more lukewarm to anything they've done because they have not addressed a lot. Like last year, we were talking about, hey, what's going on with the offensive line? What's going on with the offensive line? So far, this short period of time in free agency, not addressing significant holes on the defense. Now, I understand that they're going to do a lot of it in the draft mode, and they got to nail that 100%. But I am just shocked that they have not gone out yet and gotten some players, whether it be in the front, whether it be at linebacker, or whether it be in the defensive backfield, 
all of the A players are pretty much gone. There's a few left out there uh, at linebacker too, but but not many. Other than addressing the quarterback position with signing Jamie Garoppolo on Monday, they haven't they haven't addressed any really any of their needs aside from re-signing players who I feel are depth players: Marcus Epps, Roderick Teamer, uh, Tilby's a rotational player. So I I said this on Twitter Wednesday. I said because of the slow start through the legal tampering period, I think this is a sign that a trade or trades another trade or trades could be happening. Because usually, if a team wants to acquire a player, sometimes they'll do their all their depth signings first because that acquisition could take up a lot of cap space, so it may hold up other potential signings. So if you remember what happened last year, I know it was a t- different situation because Derek Carr was part of this with the Devonta Adams deal. They also traded for Rock Yassin. Remember, mm-hmm. the Rays were quiet from Monday through Wednesday. It wasn't until Thursday that things got really moving for Dave Ziegler and that regime. So I, I would tell Raider friends, while I understand the impatience because you have a lot of needs specifically defense to fill in and on the offensive line, but let's free agency is more than the first wave so right. I, I think there could be some moves made now it's not going to address all their needs they have a lot again they have a lot to address but i think there's a trade or two coming down the pipeline that's why you're seeing a slow move through the legal temporary period and the first day of the new league year yeah i was asked that on twitter on wednesday mo and i think you and i are like mind of that because we had we had talked early on well it looks like maybe they're doing something they're, com- they're, they're, they're compiling these picks they got that third round pick obviously for darren waller and we thought maybe there was something them moving up in the draft, and there may be. But also with the number of draft picks they have, uh, with other players on the roster that might have some value elsewhere, that that trade for a veteran defensive player to me, to me, it's either moving up in the draft or they're doing something. At least you want to believe <laughs> they're working on something for that defensive player uh, that just might require some draft capital uh, to get him out of his old zip code and into his new zip code in Nevada. The two things I'm looking out for is a trade for a defensive player. And I think I still believe, even though Waller has already been traded to the Giants, I still believe they're going to move Hunter Renfro. Because on, I believe it was Tuesday, I tweeted out that there's a clause in Hunter Renfro's contract that if he's on the roster by Friday, that his 2023 uh, contract becomes, his salary becomes fully guaranteed. Yeah. Now, if they trade him, of course, it wouldn't be fully guaranteed. So I think they wanted to get out of that simply because they brought in Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers lines up mostly in the slot, just like Hunter Renfro. So they're duplicate players in the system. Now, there was some uh, idea maybe they keep both of them because the Patriots had Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola both operating out of slot. But I don't yeah. think that's the situation here because Danny Amendola is not being paid as much as Hunter Renfro is being paid right now. <laughs> so you don't want to have a high signing that you just brought in in Jacoby Myers and a guy you just extended last year, Hunter Renfro, making a decent chunk of change. So one of those guys I think is going to go, and obviously what has to be Hunter Renfro because they just brought in Jacoby Myers. Yeah, and Jacoby Myers making $11 million a year. By the way, that seems to be the market. Juju Smith-Schuster Juju goes Smith. to New England for $11 million a year, and there was one other wide receiver who signed. I can't remember who it was for $11 million. So they all signed, and it's not an, it wasn't a stellar wide receiver free agency class, by the way, I may add. So, so that money, but certainly that points to – 
uh, yeah, when you go out and acquire and pay that kind of money to a slot receiver, who is on the upswing, by the way, I think Jacoby Myers is getting better as a player. It certainly points to that. By the way, on the show today, I forgot because we just jumped into this stuff, uh, Brian Baldinger, yes, our NFL insider here at Odyssey. You know him well, Baldy's Breakdowns. I know you all watch them on Twitter on the NFL Network and Fox NFL. Uh, he's going to be with us, and we're going to ask him all about what's happening with the Raiders or not happening with the Raiders. But back to this point about the defense, Mo, um, it, it really is perplexing. And I have been, again, the font of positivity. Um, when the Raiders aren't sending me fat six-digit checks, just kidding, um, they, 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 I've been trying to say, look, you have to wait. Sometimes things take time. There's a plan here. But it's getting harder to defend it because I don't see I don't see any of the gaping holes outside a quarterback, like you said, and that one we can debate separately. But I haven't seen them move on all of that. For the fans out there who are ultra negative and feel like, oh, here we go, another 20 years, these guys need to go. It's getting harder to defend it just because you haven't seen any glimmer of hope. If they did something that says, hey, like last year, even though people all now talk about how terrible he is. When Chandler Jones was signed last year, and I think that was actually on Wednesday night going into Thursday when they made the uh -huh. Devontae Adams deal, um, people got excited about Chandler. Says, oh, look, they're doing something about the defense. We haven't seen any of that. Uh, this is what's hard to defend to me. The, the one thing is we already know what the track record of the Patriot Way is in other places. It isn't very good. <laughs> I, I mean, Bill O'Brien went to Houston. Yes. Right. When Bill O'Brien was with Houston, they won a bunch of division titles, but that was a bad division. The Raiders are in division with the, 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 the reigning champions and the Chiefs, the Chiefs, who, the Chargers who went to the playoffs, and the Denver Broncos who should be a lot better with Sean Payton. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is not a weak division. And as I said, the, the track record of the Patriot way hasn't worked out. And I'm sure we're going to get into that with, with Baldy today. But there's one point that you made, and you were on with Adrian. Uh, I believe early this week, and you made mm -hmm. a great point, right? And it's I, I did the yes, it's the it's the one criticism I would say is very valid, whether regardless of what the Raiders do from here on out. The fact that you sign a player like Darren Waller to an extension, and then a year later you trade him, to me there's something there. You don't you don't make that player Darren Waller the highest pay, paid at his position, and then trade him away. For a third round pick a year later, I understand he was hurt, and, and I and I went on Twitter and I said, "Look, the Raiders got fair compensation for Waller. He was Agreed. he missed the last he missed fourteen games in the last two years. He's had five touchdowns over the last two years, and he's again he's missed forty one percent of his games, and he was the highest paid tight end. So I get why the Raiders can only get but so much for him. But to 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 cut Derek Carr." And then to trade Darren Waller and all you have to show for it is a third round pick and some cap space that you're not using. Yeah. That that's uh that's concerning. It's concerning. And 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 I've I've again been preaching patience with Dave Ziegler that he has to have a plan. He's trying to play chess versus checkers. It's it's given me a lot of memes back in response, which has been great. <laughs> uh but I will tell you this. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Each day that goes by, and, I, and and listen, Mo, you and I know, and, and this is where I've had to mute people because we don't overreact. We don't get emotional. We don't get in our feelies here on Silver and Black today. But I will tell you, the more this goes on and the, what you're seeing and hearing, I don't know that Josh McDaniels makes it through a second season. I, I just, if, if it's really, I know there's players who are coming there to play for him, right? Because Jacoby Myers, Jimmy G, these guys are coming there. But they're just, it's hard to defend the guy with what we saw last year and the mistakes he made as a coach on the field. Then with some of the issues with relationship breakdowns, the car thing is a little different to me. But now, you know, all this other stuff that's coming out, I'm concerned with that because suddenly you're right. You sign a player like Darren Waller to an extension, and I understand the injury piece of it. But somewhere that relationship break down. People are, you know, now people's wives are tweeting, well, we didn't invite him to the wedding. Kelsey Plum tweets, right, about the fact that they, he didn't keep their wedding a secret. And for some reason they were having their wedding on the same day as Max Cross. Just weird drama stuff, right? It just seems to point to continued problems with development of relationships for Josh McDaniels. Here's the thing, right? So people, I, I can, I can kind of understand Derek Carr, but anytime you trade a quarterback of Derek Carr's caliber, he's a starting yes. quarterback. We can all agree on that. You should be able to get compensation for him. I mean, for crying out loud, the Falcons were able to get a third round pick from Matt Ryan. <laughs> I mean, come on. But that's so how that's the a, contract was structured, though. The the, that, the no trade clause, Mo, is is what ruined it, right? Because if they right. don't have the no trade clause, they would have gotten draft compensation. Right. And, and and that's where that's where they goof. I understand it's a give and take. You have sometimes you have to have concessions where if you get you're gonna get something in a contract, you have to give up something. But to right. me that that killed the whole that killed this trade value. And as we saw, they probably thought maybe we could work something out. And if we don't, we could get the cap space. But again, if you're not using the cap space, what a good is it? And the other thing, like I said, is it's a clear pivot from an initial plan. Again, you don't sign a player like Darren Waller to be the highest played, paid player in his position only to trade him a year later. So something happened there, and I don't think it's all just has to do with this National Enquirer story about the wedding and, and what happened and Kelsey Plum <laughs> saying, well, he didn't, he wasn't invited. There's there's more than I think has to do, again, with his injury history. Now, I will say, fortunately for the Raiders, this is a good tight end class coming into the league in 2023, so the Raiders yeah. will probably dip into that talent pool and get another tight end. I think they should call for Hunter Henry who the Pages already traded one of their tight ends and John Smith to the Falcons. I think Josh McDaniels will make a call for Hunter Henry. He was a pretty good red zone threat when Josh McDaniels was there. But the other point is, as I said, and, and I'll bring this up to Baldy, is that even though Mark Davis is probably not going to give Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziggler a mandate that you got to win X amount of games to keep your job, the players are going to give him a mandate in the sense that if you don't start winning games, the players are going to start to lose faith in you. And I'll ask yes. Brian Baldy about this today, but I'm sure there's a cutoff point when – you failed as a head coach in Denver. You you get to a team that went to the playoffs and you go six and eleven with some decent players, especially on the offensive side of the football. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to start winning games where the players are gonna look at you and say, This guy's not a head coach. Can maybe this guy he's just lead? really good. Maybe he's yeah. just a good offensive coordinator, not a good head coach. Yeah, and you have to wonder too, because remember the the stuff with Darren Waller towards the end of the season, and we talked about it a lot on this show. We talked a lot about it uh, with Adrian on his show on the Bet Las Vegas too, which was suddenly there was all these 
these things coming out from the locker room. The players were questioning whether or not he was working hard to come back. You look back at that now and you say, was that players or was that the coach <laughs> leaking it out, right? There's a lot of questions here. And so I, I, I don't defend Josh McDaniels a lot because I think fans, I think observers, and we'll ask, as you said, you're going to ask Baldy about it next uh, when he joins us. We'll ask him about that because I just think that it, it's it's a different way. And the whole idea of the Patriot way, in one way, I understand it. Look, these guys came from a winning organization, but at the same time, those guys that have left that winning organization have not been successful. And by the way, they don't have Bill Belichick, which is really the key to everything. So we'll have to ask him about that as well. But it's one of those situations where I get why fans are negative. I just think that if you're you're going to drive yourself crazy, you can question, you can be skeptical, uh, but but I'll continue to remain positive as long as I can. It's just getting harder to defend it, and I think the Raiders got to show that they are moving things in the right direction, especially on that defense. Absolutely, and, I, and like I said, there's no way you could tell me that. Now, again, there's still time for agency left, and I, I strongly believe there's going to be an acquisition for a defensive player, but you cannot tell me that Marcus Epps, Robert Marcus Epps' safety, Robert Splain, the linebacker, re-signing Jerry Tillery, and re-signing Roderick Teamer solves your issues. Now, again, I know <laughs> you're going to probably try to solve most of your issues in the draft, but you have to. As we said, they got cap space for Derek Carr. They got some cap relief yeah. from the Darren Waller trade. Use yeah. some of that cap space to address some of your issues right now as you can in free agency. Yeah, and they still they still haven't. And I know uh, we'll, you I know you want to ask Baldy about Jermaine Illuminor, who's a free agent. The Raiders have not re-signed him yet. I think that should be a priority for them. I was talking with somebody today who's like, oh, they got to redo the offensive line. I said, actually, no. The offensive line, it's one of the most underrated and under-discussed stories of last season because they didn't address in the preseason last year the offensive line, and so it struggled mightily at the beginning of the season. But as the season got on, it got better. And I'm not saying it's a top five offensive line or anything, but Jermaine Illuminor de deserves a lot of credit. And so you understood that, but we have not seen any movement there either. So, so you got to be concerned with this and you got to hope that today, Thursday, going into Friday, that this stuff gets resolved because you want to just have some glimmer of hope to say, okay, now going into the draft, we got a couple guys here and there that we're confident about that made us better. Now we can go get some young bucks on those contracts to come in and, and, and fill the rest of those holes. Now, again, I don't want Raider Nation listening to this show to panic because I understand no. that for HC is not just the first two days, of, not just the two days of the legal tampering period in the first right. day of the new league year. There's still time, and I strongly believe that the way Josh, the way Dave Ziegler has spent his cap space so far, now overspending for Jimmy Garoppolo with an incentive layup deal, not overspending for Jacoby Myers, re-signing some of his players, I really feel like he's waiting for some of these solid quality veterans to drop their asking price mm. and then he'll pounce you know toward the end of the week and in the beginning of the second because remember i reminded raider nation that remember reggie fridays there was always a there was a time when reggie mckenzie was the gm <laughs> friday would roll around and then you see all these Bam. moves happen now last year as i just said days didn't start didn't start to get it going until thursday so here we are you're if you're listening to us right now it is thursday it would be a time that Dave Ziggler could get it going. And I said it could start with the Hunter Renfro trade simply because 
if he's on the if he's on the roster by Friday, they're on the yep. hook for his full contract. So there could be some moves to compile more draft picks. I strongly still believe, even with Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster, that they're compiling draft picks so that they can move up to get their quarterback of choice. Yes, and that's where I mean some deals could go down. You're right later on, especially with some of those. Uh, seasoned defenders if they're targeting anybody. And there are guys out there available, right? So there's some good players that are available. There's some good free agents still out there, too. Uh, Ngakwe, remember him? He's a free agent, Mo. Why not think about it? We'll see. Uh, for the other they side, brought the back Chandler Jones. They, yeah, they, they brought, brought back face on. Why not? Why not Ngakwe? Hey, look, I, I want him to get better than that, but but you never know, right? You just <laughs> never know. Uh, all right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, Mo and I are going to be joined Brian, one of our favorite guys in the entire business, and that is Brian Baldinger. Baldy is coming up. He's going to break down the Raiders' free agency so far. He's going to answer our questions about Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll get him. Mo has studied Baldy's old films of Jimmy Garoppolo, so he's going to ask him those questions. We're going to have a good time, so don't go anywhere here on Silver and Black today. An Odyssey original podcast, also heard on The Bet in Las Vegas over the radio. He is Momote and I am Scott Colbranson. We will be back right after this with Brian Baldinger. Don't go anywhere.